Here is the land of the Yoda and Tobu people. Here is the sky. Here are my friends and here am I. We find Tobu people from now and before. We'll tear the land from mountain to shore. This podcast is brought to you by Hey Al Productions. Did I say good? I'm just going to do it one more time. Maybe just in case. Okay. Do it one more time. Go. Bread and Better Podcast. <laughs> okay. Bread and Better Podcast. I feel like I am. <clears throat> Bread and Better Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Bread and Better I'm going to completely avoid including the episode number in the intro because we've had some confusion surrounding where we're actually up to, but we do think we are in the (laughs) 20s now. Uh, So on today's episode, we're going to be discussing how to keep your health and fitness goals on track this Christmas. Towards the end of the episode, we will also start to get into a little bit about how to set goals for 2024. We touched on this last week in a bit of a tangent, and we also have a whole episode coming up about vision boards. However, we want to get your minds thinking forward to 2024 now as we have, oh, I don't know if I can say vibing. Okay. What's another word I could say? Um, as we are predicting. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say predicting. Eilish will like never talk to me again if I say vibing. Okay. <clears throat> and you're not cool enough to say vibing. Whenever I say like it's a vibe, she's like, that word's dead. All right. Along with my youth. Yeah. <laughs> All right. However, we want to get your minds thinking forward to 2024 now as we are predicting that a huge year is on the horizon and we want you guys to be ready with us. As most of you will know, I am Tegan. I'm a personal trainer with over eight years experience, a sports nutritionist and the lucky coach of many online clients through my business, Fitty Teagues. I love to talk all things health and fitness, but as our regular listeners and my clients would know, I'm very realistic in my approach to this. And I'm Alex. I'm a freelance feature writer, a producer, and now the owner of my own business, Hey Our Productions. I'm passionate about exploring all the issues that affect us as women, from physical health to mental health and everything in between. I am also a mum to three beautiful kids, Oscar, who is nine, Magnolia, who is six, and Sol, who is almost two. We have a little bit of homework for you guys this week. We are wondering what everyone's favourite episode from the year has been. We obviously have the ratings, but we would love to hear from you guys about the episode that resonated with you the most. If you could please share the episode to your stories on Instagram and tag us, that would be amazing. And we would love to get some input from our wonderful listeners on what you loved the most. Okay, let's kick into the episode our favourite way. So we're going to be back to the best thing that we ate in the last week. So Alexa, would you like to go first? Yes. So my favourite thing that I ate was lemon chicken that was cooked by Oscar. Go off, I helped him. It was delicious. It actually tasted like lemon chicken from like a Chinese takeaway shop. So I found on this FODMAP website, which I think I mentioned before, it was a gluten-free tempura butter, which I've never seen anywhere before. So we like coated the chicken in that and then we used that. Is it Ayam? You know that brand? Yeah, Ayam. Yep. Yeah, the lemon chicken sauce. sauce, And he did it with like carrots and and zucchini and it was delicious. They do really good sauces. Yeah. Yeah, really nice. And a lot of them, most of them are gluten-free. Oh, that's so good. They do a good sweet and sour. They do. I've used that before. So that was my number one. As Magnolia now says, I have to say, I, I took a video actually. She literally goes, this is 
Chef's Kiss. Oh, yeah. I'm like, where did you get that from? That's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're rubbing off on her. Well, mine was a homemade meal as well. Yeah. So I stayed at Julia's house, Julia, friend of the pod, yes. on Monday night because I had to go to the dentist on Monday afternoon and Tuesday morning. Ugh. Long story. But she kindly let me sleep at her house and I offered to cook them dinner and I made them a pad CU. Yeah. Um, and I got it from the recipe Tin Eats yeah. um, website and I also have her cookbook. She's just fantastic. She's amazing. I use a lot of her recipes. Julia had never heard of her recipes. What? And Julia's like, is she on taste.com? I'm like, girlfriend, she's got her own website. She's and an it's icon. way better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it tasted like, again, same as yours from a takeaway shop. Yum. I'm going to have to check that out. I don't think, except for the soy sauce, which you could swap out for gluten-free soy, I don't think there would have been anything that had gluten in it in the oh. recipe. And I think I actually used gluten-free soy because I had some in my cupboard. Send it to me. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I don't think I could say this. <laughs> do it, do it. Uh, yeah, go I don't for know it. why I write this like this. <laughs> I love it. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and the Christmas tree in the background. Yes, I love it. It's Fit Mrs. Claus here to drop some health and fitness facts and tips into your stocking this year. You did that well. That really hurt me. (laughs) Honestly, though, Christmas does not mean that you need to put your goals on hold. And that's what we're going to get into in the first part of the episode today. So the reason that people go backwards on their goals in December is not because of Christmas Day. It's because they treat every bloody day in December (laughs) like it's Christmas Day. I do that every day. I'm like, I'm going to have a fruit pie for breakfast. Yeah. But I, I think like for yourself, keep in mind, like you don't have a weight loss goal. Yeah, true. So it's probably not problematic Yeah, and you're probably not eating to excess. But it's that real, you know, fuck it, it's Christmas mentality, pardon yeah. the French, where you might go out to have a normal brekkie and then you just think, oh, fuck it, it's Christmas, I'm going to have a giant milkshake and an almond croissant instead. Yeah. And then that becomes many, many meals in the week. And yeah, a lot of people tend to put on a lot of weight over Christmas and abandon the things that they're working on. So yeah. we're going to get into a few little tips to help you stay on track if you are pushing towards a health and fitness goal. That being said, like if you make the choice to indulge this Christmas, I don't want to say excessively if that's your choice, but quite a lot, that's absolutely your choice. So this is really information for people that are still trying to stay on track to their goals. And so for those people wanting to stay within those goals and people like me anyway, how would you go about navigating Christmas parties and catch-ups? Yeah, so this is probably everybody's biggest concern when they're coming into the Christmas season. They're thinking, oh, what's the point of even trying? Like I've got Christmas parties on every weekend. I've got really spontaneous lunches in the middle of the week. Like may as well just, yeah, hit that fuck it button and, you know, go absolutely wild. But if you really go and do like a count of how many social events you have on, and I'll use myself as an example, because next week is like my Christmas week. I have a Christmas girls lunch at Rickshaws on Tuesday. Nice. We have the podcast party mm-hmm. on Thursday. I'm very excited for that. Yeah. I'm going out for my little sister's birthday party on Friday. And then I have an F45 party on Saturday and I'm going to a friend's for a barbecue on Saturday night. Holy crap. That makes me so tired. So should I even bother? Mm. Should I even bother working on my health and fitness next week? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're just like, 
I'm like, stop looking at me. I don't know. <laughs> so I've got five events on. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. But then if you go and scale that back, like one of them isn't at a mealtime. It's an afternoon Christmas party. So I have four meals out over the course of the week. Yeah. However, I eat three main meals a day and seven days in the week. So I have 21 meals over yeah. the course of the week. I have four social meals. Yeah. That leaves 17 meals that aren't social. Yeah. When you break it down like that, you're like, oh, it's not that much. No. So when you look at it that way, it's like, oh, it's not so much. And I think people get so panicked about the four yeah. that they forget that they have 17 other opportunities to focus on their goals and focus on their overall health. That's such a good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it's probably like, I don't want to say like healthy, but like, you know, healthier options that are more in line with your goals. Yeah. At Rickshaws. I know that they've got like the oh, no. bug. No, you're just going to go. Oh, yeah. Ham. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like keeping in mind that we, obviously, yes, you know, and, and that is an element to it. If you do have multiple events, yeah. it'll be about, you know, potentially choosing which have the highest emotional value and which you're going to, you know, indulge wholeheartedly and which you might make a better choice that's more aligned with your goals. Yeah. But sis, if I'm going to rickshaws, <laughs> I'm eating. Oh, I want to go there again. It's so, so good. good. It's delicious. And the service is good. Yeah. The view's good. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to the 17, there's 17 meals where I can focus on quality. Yeah. And if I focus on quality, if I make sure that I get lots of protein in at those meals, I make sure that I get lots of fruit and veggies, then it doesn't matter if the quality for the four isn't great. Yeah. And it doesn't even matter if the the quality of the four or the or the calories for the four are higher. Maybe depending on how much you have on, it might not be realistic to get a weight loss result, but it's definitely realistic with some smart planning to be able to at least get a maintenance result yeah. over the course of a really busy week like that. So my biggest advice would be to not just go into a tizzy because you have a lot of social events on. I yeah. would forget about the four and focus on the 17 yeah. and really make it a priority to focus on quality yeah for the 17 yeah other meals I love that that is such a good way to think of it and I mean it's really like it's a great time to be eating good quality food yeah like there's so much beautiful fruit I've just been an absolute fruit bat as anyone who follows me on Instagram yeah will have seen this is my favorite time of year I think we said did we say this last week but like lychees cherries mangoes stone fruit might have second plug for the fruit oh my- and, God, and so summer good. salads. Yes. Like putting like grilled peach in a salad. And pomegranate. Oh, oh. Pomegranate on everything. I did a wreath salad last year and I decorated it with pomegranate. Oh my yeah, God, it's yum. so pretty and yummy. Yeah, so it's just the opportune time to be yeah. eating all these beautiful salads and, and you know, good healthy food doesn't have to be boring. You don't have to be eating a garden salad that has tomato and lettuce and red onion. Yeah. Get adventurous and add some nice dressings and a little bit of like nice cheese if you can have it. But yeah, focus on good quality yeah. around those. The other thing I would say, and we just touched on, is to consciously pick and choose events where you want to be more flexible and events where you might be more mindful. So if, you know, you have your, you know, Tuesday is my girl's Christmas lunch, that's definitely an event that I will choose to enjoy everything that's on offer. Yeah. Uh, But for the dinner that I go out with for my family, we're going to a steak restaurant. So I'll probably just have a, a steak with chips and salad, which easily fits into how I 
I would normally eat. Yeah, totally. So it doesn't need to be a free-for-all. Like it can be if you want it to be, but if you want to come out the other side feeling really healthy and feeling like you're still on track for your goals, there are always options. Yeah, yeah, 100%. All right, and are there any certain foods we should avoid that are like really bad that people overindulge in over Christmas? So we don't like to use bad Yeah, good. No. Absolutely not. Like all things can be enjoyed in moderation. The only food that you should avoid this Christmas is the food that you don't like. (laughs) And I would incorporate your Christmas food into the daily. And I think we already touched on this in a previous episode, but you know, if you like a fruit mince tart, those little tiny things, like incorporate one every single day instead of one of your normal snacks. Like if there's a dessert that you like, that's only available at Christmas time, start making that your daily little dessert. Like instead of waiting until Christmas week and trying to cram as much poor quality food as you possibly can into the one week thinking of it as a bit of a free pass yeah why don't you incorporate a little bit now and then just like genuinely look forward to your food every day yeah but still get that feeling that you feel good and you feel healthy because I think we all know on the back of a really like it's essentially a binge like on the back of a Christmas binge that's gone for multiple days you feel like shit yeah you feel sluggish you feel so sluggish like even that and and you know what we all do it and we'll probably do it again this year but like even that uh like Christmas afternoon nap yeah that you need to have like food coma I just know I never feel good yeah it's it's too much food yeah versus when you go to a nice restaurant like say you've gone to rickshaws or something like that and you've ordered an appropriate amount of food you've really enjoyed it and you walk away feeling content without feeling stuffed yeah it's such a nice feeling and I think that that even goes back to that episode that we did with Emma on gauging that hunger scale and trying to finish up at a seven or or an eight versus a ten plus yeah I've been doing I don't know if you said it or if Em said it but the I always ate my favorite food first. And like last night we had like fish and chip and chips and veggies and stuff. And normally I'd eat the veggies first and then the chips and then save the fish. But last night I did it in the opposite order. And then as soon as I was full, I stopped eating. And I'm so like proud of myself when I do it. I'm like, oh, Em would be so proud of me. Yeah. I had some really nice feedback from one of my clients on that episode. And it was just that she had realized how far she's come with her eating behaviors yeah. after listening to the episode and, you know, previously struggling with some of those forms of eating and not really kind of being in that trap before. So that was really nice for me yeah, for feedback on so my coaching nice. and feedback on, you know, our episodes landing. Yeah, that's so good. Going back to the eating your Christmas stuff throughout the whole month so you don't, you know, go crazy. My December breakfast, we'll call it, is, as I just said before, a fruit mince pie and cherries. Oh, yum. Yeah, I just like live for it and have it with my coffee. It's so nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And I feel like Christmas is the time where there's a lot of gluten and dairy-free stuff available. It's really exciting. And every year they bring out new things. Like I saw this cool, I normally do for the rest of my family, like brandy baskets. And I put chocolate, whipped cream and cherries. It's delicious. But this year I found some gluten-free ones. So I was like, I can have them too. I'm so excited. Maybe I will do a little reel for the gluten-free dairy-free listeners out yeah, there can and you I'll please? post some yeah. stuff because do um do like some of my favorite uh gluten-free dairy-free Christmas products yes yeah. I tried to make a real for you the other day I'll still try I made a video of me making a cheese quesadilla and squeezing all the cheese out to make it go like crispy and oh, I'll have to show you when I got that palmy um at the pub there was some crispy cheese I didn't eat that either what no 
I made like sweet chili sauce and cheese and I squished it all out and then I ate my quesadilla and then I went and picked the cheese off the fry pan and ate that too. It was so good. That crispy cheese is just not for me. No, it's so funny. But right. yeah, um, the thing is, just to go back on that, there's no there's no good or bad foods and there's room for moderation of everything and you don't need to know the calorie content of every little thing that you're consuming over Christmas. Yeah. I made a pavlova rocky road oh, last yum. night and I thought, oh, I could put all this in my fitness pal, but I just thought absolutely not. Like I don't need to. I'm going to be eating it moderately. I'm going to have a little piece every night. Yeah. I do have the reel coming for Instagram nice. so that you guys can make it as well because it is chef's kiss. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, so just be aware of what you're eating and try to balance things out with quality. A little yeah. bit of soul foods, a little bit of quality. The same principles that we do all the time there's no one bad food that makes us gain weight and there's no one good food that makes us lose weight eating too much of anything can mean that we can be overweight we can have a completely clean diet and if we are eating too much we will still gain fat yeah all right and would you say do more people have time off from the gym over christmas and is that a good time to take a break? So statistically, December is the quietest month yeah. for the gyms. Um, so people do tend to have a break. But, I mean, is it a good time to have a break? I would ask yourself to be curious about why it is that you're wanting to have a break. Like do you need a break or are you being lazy or are you, you know, kind of using the excuse of being too busy. I mean, if you don't have uh, a physical reason why you need to have a break, like an injury, or even if you're not in proximity to the gym, I would still encourage you to be active. I don't think unless you really need to, I don't think it's a good idea to have a significant break from movement for no reason. Yeah. And is that, does that mean like, say you have a two or a four week break over Christmas, right? Isn't that just going to make it way harder when you go back? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, some people will do that. They'll say, oh, you know, I'll just put my gym membership on hold for four weeks over Christmas and have a break. Um, And personally, I don't really see the logic in that. Yes, it's going to be hard to get back into it from a mental standpoint, like you've lost the routine. And we all know when we fall out of routine, it can be really hard to get that reestablished. And from a physical standpoint, like your doms when you get back into it, and that's that delayed onset muscle soreness from it's going to be really, bad. Yeah. You're going to be really, really fucking sore. Yeah. Yeah. And on that, with the statistics, with December being in the quietest month, is January the busiest month? Yeah. January and February, I think, are the busiest months with everybody starting their New Year's resolution. Yeah. Um, I don't have official stats on when that sort of drops off, but, you know, everybody does tend to start the year really strong. But what I would encourage you to do instead, like if you are you know, traveling and you're away from the gym, I would just pivot your movement to what feels good for you. So if you're away with your family, it might look like more walking. It might look like doing a little, you know, hotel room exercise session of just body weight stuff. What I would do is still hold that time and hold that space for you to exercise. Like if you usually exercise three times a week of a morning, I would hold that routine 
because even just like physically getting out of bed yeah. is going to be harder if you let that routine slide. Yeah. So even if that just does look like a walk with your family or a walk with some friends or a gentle stretch, I would still hold your routine of movement in some way. Yeah, or like an ocean swim if you are Gorgeous. on holiday. Like how nice, there's lots of nice ways to do it. Yeah. Or if your kids are getting bikes for Christmas, you can join them. Yep. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I would definitely be pivoting to, yeah, incorporating it in and thinking from a perspective if you do have children as well, to set the norm that movement is just something that we do, like it's part of our every day rather than something that we only do in school term or we only do when mummy's not on holidays from work. Yeah. I would just make it something normal, you know, when you are on holidays to be out and to be active together. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing I would really encourage is to start an active Christmas tradition. So I think in Australia, Christmas Day cricket is a big one for a lot of people, which is awesome. Yeah, Yeah, it's the best. So fun. Yeah. So, so fun. And what like, do we call it? One hand, one. Oh, one hand, one bounce. Yeah. One hand, one bounce. Every the... every family has their own um, unique rules. Yeah. We used to play like, I mean, we still play actually, but I have a ginger beer. We used to play that you had your drink in one hand and you were only allowed to play with one hand. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. I forgot to tell you I tried the Christmas ginger beer. Did you love it? Yeah, it was really good. Oh, it's so good. I took one to Julia's on Monday night when I was there and we shared one. Oh, did she love it too? Yeah, it was really nice. I've seen some people have it warm, which is interesting. I mean, it's like a hot toddy type thing, maybe with a type of alcohol in it. It's going to be 36 degrees here today. I don't want a fucking hot, <laughs> hot beverage. Hot ginger beer. So, yeah, I would encourage you to, you know, start an active Christmas tradition and make that, you know, what you do every Christmas with your family. I love Christmas traditions like, you know, and I think I like them so much because coming from having separated parents, like I don't really have Christmas traditions. It yeah. always looked a little bit different. But, you know, some people always do an ocean swim if they always have Christmas by the beach. That's how they start their day. Oh, now I want to go for an ocean swim on Christmas Day, but that'll be an hour and a half drive. Yeah, that's probably a little bit far. A bit far. You could get Kev to dump a bucket of salt water on you. <laughs> that's a good idea. Good morning. Maybe next year. Um, the one other thing that I would say with movement and holding your movement routine is to make some of your catch-ups active ones instead of like the standard food and drink catch-up. Like obviously it's lovely to get together with our friends and have a lunch and have chats and stuff, but there's so many people that we try and catch up with for like a Christmas catch-up. So I really encourage you to catch up for like, you know, a weekend walk or, you know, if you're going to catch up for a drink at the pub, like catch up and go for a walk there or meet your friend for an ocean swim or go to the gym together or, you know, do a hike like think yeah. about some active ways that you can or catch like up Christmas volley like family volleyball game or cricket at the park and you do stuff like that hey yeah go for a bloody like kayak really on Christmas river yeah. Christmas river Brisbane Christmas river, river. <laughs> All right. I know we've spoken about alcohol already. We did a whole episode, but do you have any tips for managing alcohol consumption over Christmas? Yeah, definitely. Um, It would again come back to picking and choosing your occasions where you would like to indulge in more alcohol. And again, to link it back to how you're going to be feeling. So like we were saying, when you're overindulging in food all the time, like it just doesn't feel nice. And it's the same where if you're having like three or four Christmas parties per week, and you're getting pissed at every Christmas party, you're not going to feel good. Mm. You're going to feel like shit. Yeah. Like we've touched on, you know, anxiety and hangovers in the alcohol episode. So again, what I would do is pick and choose. The ones that have the high emotional value, maybe it'll be linked together with the ones that you're, 
you know, choosing to eat more indulgently at, or maybe it would be different. Maybe if it's like, you know, you're going to a 3 p.m. party, which isn't necessarily a time that you need to have food. You could have a nice lunch before you go and have like a dinner planned at home. And then you could just have a few drinks in the afternoon rather than having a platter and then also having a few drinks. That might be a way that you can balance that out. Yeah. But I would also like pick and choose the occasions with the ones that you are going to drive to and the ones that you might choose to get an Uber or a taxi to because you're going to have a few more drinks. And another tip that I give my clients, and I think that this is a really important one, is that it's kind of just the thing of having something in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Like when it's like when you're at a party and you don't have a drink in your hand there's just something that's so inherently awkward about it. Yeah, yeah. So you could even alternate alcoholic drinks with non-alcoholic drinks, like, you know, yeah. having a tall glass of soda or if you're at a backyard barbecue, like you can get those non-alcoholic cocktails or you can get, you know, cans of diet soft drink or cans of soda water. Yeah. So I would just be prepared with things like that so that you might either opt to drink those instead or have one and one to cut down your alcohol intake. Yeah. The other thing around drinking would be to have a plan for the following day, particularly if you are going to be hungover. So make sure that you have food at home that's going to be. Yeah, so you don't go binge on Maccas and Hungry Jacks and stuff. Yeah, or like, and and I'm not saying that you need to wake up the next morning after a hangover and have a protein shake because I'm way more, like I've, I've shared that I've had my fair share of big nights and I'm way more realistic than that. And it might look like, you know, if you are someone that likes to get KFC when you're hungover, like having some oven chips and some chicken tenders in the freezer that that you can chuck in the oven and have for your lunch instead or having bagels or bacon and eggs to make burgers in the fridge at home so that you can make a really good choice the next day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was at a party on the weekend and everyone was drinking. Actually, there was quite a few of us that don't drink anymore in the group, but yeah, once I was done setting things up and stuff, I was kind of like walking around aimlessly and I was like, oh shit, I need to like go and get, you know, something to hold in my hand because I don't know what to do. So I got like a nice cocktail glass and put some soda water and lime in it. And, um, yeah, I can't, I've realized now I can dance sober, but I can't dance sober with nothing in my hands. Cause I don't know what to do with them. Yeah, <laughs> my dancing weird, move hey. is literally like, it's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. It's probably unhealthy conditioning. It's like, yeah. And an association thing. Yeah. That if we're at a party, we need to have something in our hands, in our hands. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Having said all of that, like, obviously whatever you decide, the most important thing is to not make yourself wrong for that. Yeah. And we touched on it before. There's a big difference between going into things consciously and just, you know, going into things and hitting the fuck it button and feeling a lot of guilt afterwards. So as with all things in your health and fitness journey, I would say it comes down to planning. Yeah. And and that planning doesn't need to be planning to only eat salad and track every calorie and not drink any alcohol. That planning looks like picking and choosing where you're going to indulge more and where you're going to be more mindful and to not make yourself wrong for the times that you indulge to enjoy it. Like at the end of the day, Christmas is a time for indulging. But, you know, if you do choose to do that more than what aligns with your goals, then you need to be conscious about the repercussions and not go into January feeling shit about yourself. Yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah. And I love like what you said about being mindful. And I think that's something that I really took from that M episode is being mindful while I'm eating. And I guess if you are just choosing, you know, that one or two activities, if you've got a lot in like one week where you're going to like indulge, then I guess you would just try and be more mindful while you're doing that. Yeah. To be 
to be mindful and enjoy what you're eating versus just, you know, cramming chips into your face while you're having a conversation with someone and punching, you know, 30 beers and waking up feeling like shit the next day. Yeah. There's a very big difference between that and going to somewhere like rickshaws and having a beautiful meal with your friends and a couple of cocktails and really savoring the whole experience. Yeah. Yeah. All right, it's a good time to start thinking about 2024 goals so that when the new year starts, you are clear on what you are working towards. So we are just going to discuss a little bit about how we set our goals personally. And as Tegan said, we are doing an episode on vision boards to kick off your new year. So we're just going to touch on this a little bit. Just to get your mind going, get you to start thinking about it. So now we want you to plan your Christmas, be prepared, but also be prepared for New Year. So giving you lots of homework and lots to think about. Yeah. It's probably good to have this in mind anyway, as you're going into Christmas, because you know the goals that you're going to be setting or you're reflecting. Yeah. So then you're going to have that on your mind. Absolutely. I think that there's definitely a bit of a trend of people going, ah, fuck it. I'll start next year. Yeah. 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 And I'll think about that on, you know, New Year's Eve. Yeah. But that's just going to make you make it much harder to get started. Or New Year's Day or, you know, the 2nd, 3rd, 4th of January. Yeah. I know that and I said in the alcohol episode how we would always go to the pub on New Year's. And I know that like in past years I feel like I've been scrambling on the 2nd and the 3rd and the 4th. Yeah, to start. To start, yeah, planning what I want to achieve in the next year. But as with anything, like more planning is always going to be better. So it's definitely a good idea to start your goal setting and thinking about what you want to achieve achieve now. Yeah. So do you want to share with us some of the ways you set your goals? Yeah. So I break up what I want to achieve into sort of categories. So I start with a notes section on my phone because I think if you sit down to write it out in one session, you'll kind of have all these ideas, but then they might pivot or things come to you at different times. So I always start a notes section on my phone and it'll have different categories, obviously, that are aligned with what my values are and what I want to achieve for the year. So there'll be career, personal development, travel, health and fitness, relationships, there's finances. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. I love how you break everything down. Yeah. So break everything down into those categories and then I'll just start putting my goals out onto there, what I want to achieve in the year. Yeah. And then based on that, that's how I structure my vision board, which we're going to get to in the episode that's coming up. But then I also kind of really flesh out my goals just on a written document. Yeah. And I usually put that up in my office somewhere that I can see it. Yeah. What about you? So Kevin and I actually started a few years ago because I feel like I got really wrapped up at a time there with like news resolutions and I put heaps of pressure on myself and felt really guilty if I didn't achieve them. Mm. So then we kind of restructured the way we did it. I made them a little bit more broad. Like one year, my goal was to not buy any new clothes for the whole year. Can I take I you back to what my new year's resolutions used to be when I was a massive pisshead? Yeah. One of my new year's resolutions was wear more hats. <laughs> That's it. Wear more hats. I have evolved as a human. You really, really have. And I wore so many hats that year. Like I nailed it. That's so funny. But I mean. (laughs) Such an overachiever. Aim high, guys. Aim high. (laughs) Yes. So now we do it a bit differently. We go from a place of reflection. So we kind of use New Year's Eve to really reflect on like the year that's just passed. Yeah. Uh, So we'll think about what we did, not right, but what we did that made us happy. 
maybe what we did that didn't make us happy and like how we want to change that in the following year. Yep. And I think I will go into this next year doing that, but I'm really excited to do the vision board because I've never done that before. So yeah, so we go into it in a place of reflection and I think I'm going to have some big goals for next year. Yeah. We we will get into the vision board stuff, but I'm just going to say getting on people's Spotify wrapped was not on my vision board. (gasps) But today... How have we not spoken about this I yet? I know, I don't know. Today, uh, Spotify Wrapped was released and people were tagging us saying that we were their most listened to podcast. I have goosebumps. Honestly, it was the nicest way to wake up with all of these notifications. And I'm I'm blown away. Like, it is just the biggest... It's bizarre. Surprise. It's so You said nice. surreal and I also said surreal yeah. because that is it. Like, seeing your face... <laughs> On a Spotify wrapped like story on Instagram. Sorry, what? And I think also for you and I, Spotify wrapped means a lot to us. Yeah, we really get around it. Yeah. So it's like extra special. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like just like glowing today. This is just like, yeah, there's going to be obviously like podcast is a big category for me for my vision board. Um, And I actually have something really cool to show you (laughs) after this that I have created for my vision board. And we're going to do a podcast vision board. Yes, we are. I'm very excited. Wait, I feel like we might be a bit different because um, I use glitter. (laughs) I don't know that you would use glitter on your vision board. I envision my vision board being like glittery and colourful and pretty and stickers. Do you know what? I need to be like one of my lifelong goals is to be less of a control freak so you can have glitter. Yay. I'm going to go buy all the shit this afternoon. Go nuts. I'm so excited. But um, just on that before we move on to the next thing, one year my goal was just to be really happy and just to like do things that made me happy and really work on that more and that really worked as well. So I guess now all of my things are just like working towards what will make me happy. Yeah. I think that's probably like the elite level goal for anybody. Yeah, absolutely. With the energy thing, like what you focus on will grow. We're going to be talking way more about vision boards on that episode. And I'll just, you know, share a few things that I have popped on mine that has, you know, happened and like some really rogue shit that happened in different ways Like I didn't really know even how I was going to get there and then like it just popped up. Yeah, that's cool. So so excited. Yeah, super random. But I would say like there's no like set way, right way or wrong way to set goals. I would find a planner or a method that works for you. So like there's great, you know, diaries and planners out there that have massive goal setting portions. So I would like have a look around and see what really appeals to you and what excites you to flesh it out. And last week I was touching on the idea of forward planning, like who you want to be and then reverse engineering into where, you know, what you need to do day to day. And that's definitely something that I'm going to be exploring with my goal setting this year, which leads to the next point on the script is goals versus outcomes and how to break them down into bite-sized chunks. So with our goals, sometimes our goals are actually outcomes that we don't have control over. And let me explain that a little bit more because it sounds a bit broad. Yeah. So sometimes like people will have the goal of I want and and we'll just use weight loss goal because it's fucking easy to explain. So they have the goal of I want to lose weight. Yeah. Or I want to lose 10 kilos. And they're both pretty fucking broad. Yeah. So, you know, by purely saying I want to lose weight, that's my goal. Just by having that goal, you don't achieve that goal. Yeah. What that is is an outcome. 
And what you need to do is set up your daily, weekly, and monthly small goals that you do have control over to achieve that outcome. Yeah. So for example, if my goal was to lose weight, I need to be specific about how much weight I want to lose and roughly what time frame I want to achieve that. And then I need to come back and say, okay, well, what do I do every day? to work towards the outcome of losing weight. Yeah. I don't wake up today and go, okay, my goal is to lose weight. Yeah. Yeah. My goal for today might be to eat the food that are within the calories for my weight loss. Uh, My goal might be to hit my steps. My goal might be to get enough sleep and my goal might be to drink enough water. Yeah. And all of those little daily goals then accumulate to that big outcome that I have. So I would say if you find yourself someone that's setting big goals and that they are quite vague, you really need to trace it back and see if you're setting daily goals and weekly goals and outcomes that are moving you towards that. Yeah. I love that. And that feels more achievable as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like when you, and back to that reverse engineering thing, like if I say, okay, I want to lose five kilos in the next year, then I think, okay, well, I need to lose two and a half kilos in the first, you know, six months of the year, 26 weeks. Well, then I only need to lose a hundred grams a week. Yeah. That's super achievable. Yeah, totally. And to do that, I only need to be in a slight calorie deficit. I need to make sure I get my steps and I need to make sure I drink my water. Yeah, absolutely. I can do that. If I get, you know, a month in and it's not working, do I just fucking throw in the towel and give up because I'm not going to get there? No, I need to look at what I can tweak and I've still got plenty of time to achieve that. Yeah. And even on a different, like with a different example, like we were talking about growing the podcast next year and like, obviously we'll talk about this in the vision board episode, but talking about growing our following, I was initially like, oh, how do we get to like, you know, 20,000 people or whatever. But last week, like with podcasts, it's like very, everything happens like slowly and gradually and then it kind of explodes. But last week we got six new subscribers. Yeah. Which I just feel like is huge. Yeah. And like you, and, and the other thing is to like celebrate. Yeah. Absolutely. Every milestone as well. Like, you know, the shameless chicks would be like, fuck, six new subscribers. Yeah. Because like at the level that they're at. Got millions. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure that when they were at the point that, that we were at, And the reason that they have that sort of success is because they were like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Six subscribers, like, fuck yeah. Five people put us in their Spotify wrapped as, as, you know, one of their top podcasts. That's so exciting. And that's that's also that energy of like, you know, what you focus on will grow and celebrating that. And I think that people need to remember that as well, because often, you know, you might set this big goal and and then you, you reverse engineer it back and you are on target but you kind of get greedy with the goal and you think you should be doing more and you can't get satisfied with the achievements that you get at every level. Yeah. And that's why, you know, celebrating the wins and and having gratitude for the journey is so important. Yeah. So true. So just one last thing on goals. And this is something that I had to remind myself of when I have started my goal setting for this year, because I kind of, and especially when we were setting numbers for the podcast, like I ran a few things by you and we ended up increasing on what I said. So just a reminder, that if your goals don't scare you, maybe they aren't big enough. Yeah. Okay, Tegan has a special segment for us today and I'm very excited because I love games. I hate, I hate, I spy and hide and seek. I was like, wow, you feel really aggressively about whatever (laughs) you're about to say. I do. I love games, love board games, love this game. I hate hide and seek. And I hate I spy. And I'm sorry if that makes me like a shitty parent, but in the car, if my kids say, let's play I spy, I'm like, no, I don't. I hate that game. 
I think because I'm really bad about at it and I can't see shit. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I just get so mad. Do you know what's a really fun card game for when they get a little bit bigger? Yeah. The number play game. No, we play that too. That's boring as fuck. Well, you guys aren't very funny <laughs> Sorry. then. Kev likes that game. I uh, Wait, do you mean the one where you're like A, B, C, or is this a more fun game? Oh, no, where like the number plate might be like... M-A-H, and you're like mum's armpit hairs. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, you've okay, got to come up with that. something. I thought you were like the one where you're like A, B. Oh, you got to see the letters. Yeah. Yeah, that blows. <laughs> <laughs> no, like you've got to – It's actually, I feel like they're making the number plates like shitter these they days. They are. They're boring. Like there's lots of X's and Z's and stuff. Mine, mine is literally like – X, J, Z or something. So you could be like. Xylophone. <laughs> xylophone jerk zebras. <laughs> it's pretty shit. But yeah. it, that's fun. We okay, used to play cool. that when we were kids. When we're driving to Australia, Sue, in two weeks, we'll give that a go. Yeah. And I feel like it's going to be kind of good for their brain. Yeah. Good for my brain. When I say I hate hide and seek, actually, I hate finding people. I like hiding. My thing. That do you I think I... hide and seek can be like a little bit mean? Well, do you want to know what I used to do? What? When I used to play with my little sister, we used to, you know, like how you have the old school linen presses and you like, they're on the roller doors and you pull them apart and then they've got all the shelves, like a linen press, like where you keep all your towels and your blankets and your sheets and stuff. A linen cupboard? Yeah. Why are you calling it a linen press? That's what it's, it's called a linen press. Guys, we're having a generational gap. <laughs> your eyes then. For the two years. <laughs> um, yeah, it's cool. That's what my mum calls it. Maybe that's wrong. No. I, I don't know. I thought it would be like when I, I think of a press like I was like thinking. That. I was thinking of like, I don't know, my nan had this cupboard that had the iron in it. Maybe that's where it started. And that's what I thought you were talking about. Okay, well, the linen cupboard, guys. So I used to go and, yeah, there'd all be all these shelves and the shelf that was at eye level, I would climb up onto that and then I would hide behind the towers and I would sit there and just wait for my little sister. Sometimes no one would find me, but it was very satisfying when they did. And I'd be like, boo, and then like be terrified. Do you know that scare cam is my favourite thing? Yes, you have told me that before. Oh, I think it's so fucking funny. I love that. I like scaring the kids. Is that terrible? I like scaring Kenny, but then he got really <laughs> Shits <laughs> I love just scaring people in general. It's so fun. I told you about how my dad rang the phone when we we're watching the ring, hey? Oh my God, that's so good. Do you know what my friends did when they bought their son Jumanji for his birthday? Jumanji. Yeah. Jumanji. <laughs> Jumanji. When they bought him Jumanji. It's like Julia used to say ex-cargo and oh. I was like, you mean ex-cargo? But um, when they played Jumanji and he rolled the dice, like Lane, like the dad went into the other room and he'd set up the music that dun, 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 dun. Oh my God. that comes on and he, he was like, oh my God, get sucked into the game, like put it away. We watched The Ring and there's that bit at the end, like it was a DVD and it was like, don't watch this. And it was the video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we watched it and then my dad was sitting behind us at the dining table and used his mobile to call the house phone. Oh, my God. And me and my stepmom just looked at each other. We're like, oh, we're going <laughs> to die. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, he thought it was so funny. Yeah, that is funny. Anyway, so back to our game. Take it oh, to- yeah. Yeah. Explain it to us. What are we going to do? Okay. So it's celebrity heads, but it's a Christmas food. Yes. So you pick a well-known Christmas food and then you have to do celebrity heads like am I uh, and narrow it down with only yes, no answers. I don't know that it's actually celebrity heads because we don't have the thing. So it's no, like but- 20 questions. So we're going to think of it in our head. You're not like wearing it. No, it's just, I'll just think of it in my head because it's only 
Okay. <laughs> do you want to go first or do so you wait, want me to go first? Have you already thought of something? I was just going to think of something then. Okay, let me think of something. Like don't make it too fucking rogue. I was just going to make it too obvious. Hang on. It's turkey. It was turkey. <laughs> <laughs> let me get another one. Oh, okay, I've got a good one. Okay, so you want to go first? I'll go first. Am I a dessert? Yes. Uh, do I have fruit? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'd say yes. So do I have fresh fruit? Yeah. Am I a fruitcake? No. Am I Christmas pudding? No. Am I hot? No. I'm cold? Yes. Am I frozen? No. Refrigerated? Yes. Am I Australian? Popular in Australia. I don't think you come from Australia though. I'm not pavlova. No. Fuck. Fresh fruit. Well, yeah, you could use fresh fruit. I think people use tin fruit. You don't have to even use fruit. And I'm a dessert. Yeah. I'd say it's one that divides people. People are the really Oh, trifle. I'm trifle. Trifle. I love trifle. Well, I loved trifle. I should try and make a gluten-free, dairy-free trifle. Yeah, you should be able to do that. Yeah, that'd be easy. Get some dairy-free cream. I'm pretty sure you can actually now get the gluten-free. What are those special fingers? Lady fingers, are they called? Bunch fingers. Yeah. Don't you usually use a Swiss roll? Yeah, actually you do. I'm thinking of tiramisu. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try that. All right. You ready? Yep. Go. Okay. Are you a savory dish? Yes. Are you hot? I can be either. Are you ham? Yeah. (laughs) That was way too easy. (laughs) Do you want to have another go? Nah. Okay. That was fun. So thanks again for tuning into the episode. Remember that conscious decision-making is the key this Christmas. If you choose to treat every day like it's Christmas Day, that is your choice. Just do so knowingly and accepting that this might push you further away from your goals. In my opinion, guilt does not serve us, so let it go and own your choices. We trust that you have taken a few good pointers away from this episode and that you feel confident with your decisions this Christmas. Christmas looks different to everyone. We are just providing you with some helpful tips that you may want to apply. A quick reminder of your homework, scroll through the episodes on Spotify or Apple and share your favorite to your stories and tag us. It is that easy. We can't wait to see which episode you are vibing with. We hope that you have a marvelous day and an even better Christmas. We'll be back with another episode on Monday. See you then.